You found it! A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast called A Scoop of Life. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I'm thankful that you have taken time to listen. This podcast is a mix of one of my personal stories, sometimes a funny one and sometimes a more serious one, together with music from Canadian musicians, and then concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy it, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. And now, enjoy the show. The title of this episode is Gangs and Guns. Sometimes the best learning happens outside of a classroom. Soon after I started working with an inner city ministry to youth, I was informed I would be taking part in a two-year training program to prepare me for all aspects of the ministry, from time management to how to relate to the gang culture. The training program included classroom training as well as on-site training. In year one, I would travel to a very large U.S. city that had a long history of gang activity. I was going to spend three weeks in that city with a good portion of the time being spent outdoors on the turf of different gangs. Our time in this city also included visiting jails that housed gang members and going to neighborhoods where gang members were recruited and also lived. Our housing was just outside one of these neighborhoods in the dorms of a nearby college. I was excited but also a little apprehensive about these three weeks as the gang culture was foreign to me especially when it came to such a large U.S. city that housed such a large culture of gang activity. The day in July came to head out and join the group, who had come from all over North America, to go through the same training as I was about to engage in. Once we met at the college, I was introduced to my doormate. I was more at ease and looked forward to all that I would learn over the next three weeks. We started meeting in the classrooms of the college, then took field trips and finally were going to head into the neighborhoods where gang members lived and carried out their various activities. In order to prepare for these times, we had a man who had worked with gang members for over 25 years come and share about his experiences in these different neighborhoods and how he had been able to bring a ceasefire to a long history of violence between rival gangs and how we would have the chance to meet some of his gang member friends. Next, he had us prepare for the kids' carnival we would be holding in various neighborhoods. Our first carnival was on a school playground, and before we were even set up, there were a whole host of kids ready to engage in the things we had planned for them. Many of the moms thanked us for coming and providing such a fun time for their children, as often they did not feel safe having their children leave their yards or apartment suites for they were afraid of what might happen. Since they trusted the man who had worked with gangs for over 25 years, and he had given the invitation to them to come out to the carnival, they decided they would attend. It really was quite miraculous how well everything went, 
as this particular neighborhood was on edge due to the fact that a city police officer had been shot at point-blank range at his home just a few days earlier. Since there was great suspicion on the part of the police force that the killer was a gang member from this community, not only were the police patrolling the neighborhood more often, but families were concerned that nervous gang members might incite more violence due to the tension and greater police presence. It was getting close to evening, and so we started to clean up and pack up the playground site. Just when we were done, a team member and I sat down on the end of a slide to review the event and wait for our ride. We had not been sitting for more than a few moments when an extremely agitated young man came up to us and asked why we were still at the playground. We let him know we were waiting for a ride and would be leaving shortly. He did not like our answer and said that we were on his gang's turf and since things were so tense in the neighborhood, we needed to be on our way immediately. We advised him we couldn't leave until our ride came to get us. He became even more agitated and at the blink of an eye pulled a handgun from his pants and held it up to our faces. Now with a much louder voice he let us know it was time to leave and if we didn't he would kill us. I have never been so terrified in my life. My team member and I just sat there. The young gang member repeated his threat, and just when we thought we would be shot, we heard the voice of the man calling his name. As soon as the gang member heard the man's voice, he turned his head towards him and let him know we were not getting off his turf as requested and he was going to kill us. The man called his name again and told him to put the gun away. Slowly, the gang member lowered his gun and asked the man to come over to us. The man came and then told the two of us to head to the van. Then the man told the gang member that he would stay with him and that he should let the two of us go. They talked about many things and then the handgun made its way back into the gang member's pants. Finally, we were given the signal to head to the van and off we ran. Once in the van, the driver said that we better make our way out of the community as soon as possible, for the tension might erupt into violence at any moment. I asked what would happen to the man, and the driver said we needed to pray that he would be protected, as he knew the gang member, but that might not be enough to keep him safe. We quickly left the neighborhood, and once we were safely in our dorms, I began to sob. Some of my sobs were due to the stress of what had just transpired. Some of my sobs were for the man and what might happen to him. And some of my sobs were for the young gang member. Supper that evening was to take place at a local pizza joint where we were going to debrief our day. It was good to be together as a team once again. We were just about finished our pizza meal when the man appeared with the gang member who earlier had threatened our lives. There was great relief at seeing the man, but I must admit quite a bit of fear at seeing the gang member. Both sat down at our table and the man said that we all had had a tough day and it was time to talk about it. He then introduced the gang member to us and the gang member began by apologizing to all of us for all that had transpired earlier and asked if we could forgive him for pulling the gun on us and threatening to kill us. He then told us that he was very afraid as he knew the person who had killed the police officer and was sure that sooner or later the police would want to at least interrogate him, or worse.
He then told us that when he was afraid, the first thing he would do was pack a gun. And if he met anyone that he didn't know or felt was invading the gang's turf, he would threaten them and then, if need be, was willing to kill them. Next, he told us that in the last few months he had come to know the man and had started trusting him. The gang member then said that when the man called his name, something about that touched him. For rarely did anyone call him by his given name. They usually called him by his gang name. He explained that hearing his given name caused him to listen to the man. Once I and my team member left, the man talked to him and urged him to not only put his gun away, but to take some time and think about his actions. Their long conversation led to them having dinner together and to the gang member wanting to come and apologize to us, for he realized how he had terrorized us and did not want us to remember him that way. It all felt surreal to be with the gang member and him asking us for forgiveness. Yet it was exciting to know that the man was making a difference in gang members' lives by loving them and hanging out with them. The song, Let It Shine by Julian Mancilla, talks about how the love of Jesus Christ transforms us. Julian Mancilla is a former Beautiful Unique Girl intern and colleague of mine at Square One World Media.
How do you tell people around the world about Jesus? Juan from Colombia has been in prison for 10 years and a Christian for five. He listens to Ernesto Pinto on Encuentro every day in his cell. Juan hopes for a reduced prison sentence and to tell his story on Encuentro. He says, I teach the Word of God here in prison. Please send me more material. To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. I learned a lot the three weeks I spent in that large USA city that is challenged with gang activity. The man who served gangs for over 25 years in that city loved Jesus Christ and knew that he was to love on gang members and shine for Jesus so that gang members may want to change their ways. You and I can also be changed by having a relationship with Jesus Christ. And in the Bible, in the book of Luke, chapter 19, verses 1 to 10, We read the story of a man society looked down on, who Jesus called by name and then spent time with. As a result, this man's life was changed. Here then is the story in the book of Luke, as written in the New Living Translation. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor Lord, and if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. Thanks for listening, and I hope you will let me know not only what you think of the show, but also something that may have resonated with you, made you laugh, or encouraged you. You can contact me via the website www.ascoopoflife.com or on Facebook or Instagram under A Scoop of Life. However, let me spell that for you, because you may think S-C-O-O-P, like an ice cream, but it is www.askoopoflife.com, like in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. My team here at Square One World Media and I enjoyed producing this episode, and I hope you will come back and listen to more episodes as they are loaded on www.ascoopoflife.com. Music